Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. This is your host, Sankarshan Joshi. On this trip, we have Sihi Nagati Halli. She's a she's a really really good friend of mine, and then uh, she's also a passionate makeup artist. Like she sees makeup as painting, and then she comes from a very passionate perspective towards makeup. So we talked about. the toxic beauty culture and then how social media has amplified the toxicity we also talked about how culturally beauty has been defined and redefined and how media ended up changing the entire perspective about the beauty hope you guys have fun <laughs> A Sankarshan Joshi trip. So here we go. Sihi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's a very wholesome experience, <laughs> especially since it's online. Yeah, and uh, first of all, like, thank you so much for making time to do this. I have so much time. <laughs> I am all down for talking. Like you know, my like, uh, favorite hobby. is talking yeah yes that's that's my like me doing this podcast is being reflected on my personal life like yesterday me and my dad had a fight and then he's like you never listen like you always talk i'm like fuck like yeah. i have to i have to rewire myself <laughs> when i'm not yeah. online <laughs> same it's just like i don't know it's just there's so much to say so you just want to keep saying <laughs> Yeah. yeah and like me talking makes me feel like i'm smart so sometimes i have to like stop myself yeah yeah so like when i when i thought of talking about this like recently i stumbled upon uh, like few articles or like i was seeing some post about like the toxic beauty culture and all that like, like instantly i thought about you because uh, you are the only person that i know who's very passionate about makeup like i've never seen anyone see makeup as a form of art like like, like painting you know like like face is a canvas mm-hmm. and then you paint right like you're the only person that i know who see makeup as an art <laughs> so yeah i mean it's it is i mean the it's it's both things it is like the typical okay i just want to look prettier side of things and it's also your uh you're just decorating so you might as well kind of things so i think both of them are there um together which is what sort of makes it fun so what got you into like what in, what made you interested in makeup um i think initially the thing is i was very tomboyish so to speak where i rejected all um feminine things whether it was pink or wearing dresses or makeup of it and then i think this is a common thing that i at least based on reading on the internet is what i've noticed where you have a period of sort of rejecting typical feminine things because they're portrayed superficial and then you're like no screw that that's kind of that doesn't make a lot of sense so i'm just going to embrace all of these things so then obviously through whatever sister or my mom used i just 
began playing with it or wanting to use it and i would do all kinds of crazy stuff like it was nothing like normal nice 3d makeup it was like crazy like my whole <laughs> face is blue kind of stuff yeah i don't know i just started watching youtube and makeup artists on youtube and then it's like i want to do that and so on and so forth yeah like uh, i've seen your instagram page it's not like the usual like cosplay kind of makeup like it's it's very like out there yours is very like subtle uh like aesthetic like when you when i go through your profile it makes me feel good like it's very pleasing <laughs> like aesthetically i mean i hope so uh it's just uh yeah i don't i'm not into like a, a, your special effects and cosplay kind of style makeup at all uh i think that that's full of, it's just it's face painting uh i mean it's nice i it to do and I, i'd like to dabble in it but it's not where my interest lies i like it to like it should it's like you should still be able to go to some whatever equivalent event and be like yes this is this makes sense i mean most of the time <laughs> yeah did you ever uh stumble upon internet like did you know how like makeup or all the beauty products were being marketed like like decades ago yeah i mean back then it was really just sort of whatever you saw when your mom took you shopping and uh, it which is just very few products right like the the odd lipstick now and then and the exposure was a lot i think following beauty channels on youtube and instagram has really been the way that i've discovered so many brands and uh, like the whole world of how products are marketed and stuff like that yeah like it's yeah. It, it's actually an entire different world like the other day uh, for this podcast like i was going through a lot of like youtube videos or like couple of documentaries here and there and then i'm like this is a whole new game by like like it's an entirely new uh, world like how people yeah. use makeup like how people use social media to uh, to portray beauty yeah i think now it's kind of where it is globally is that you have your larger mainstream brands and they are usually um the ones which are having um i guess a lot of funding they'll have like actual shareholders and all of that stuff and um they'll have products that are likely to be in apartment stores and likely to be sold internationally and so on and then you have something called indie brands which are you know started by smaller uh, what do you say at a smaller scale they're most likely only available on the company's website and in, especially if they if they're based in the US then they're only available in the US there's certain limitations like that so to to even know that those differentiations exist and what is the difference between them and all of that has been interesting and i think when it when you see india as well it's very similar where you have your um, especially now a lot of people are how they you know start bakeries by just selling stuff via instagram similarly you have the handmade organic products and stuff and then you also have your bigger companies like um lakme and uh, sugar and stuff like that which in because for a long time lakme was the only indian brand in the market and if you wanted anything more good or nice you you had to pick an international but now there are a lot more indian makeup brands because they've understood that clearly the market and demand is there for something like that yeah clearly yeah. and like when you uh, like in urban places there is a different uh, 
beauty products that are being sold if if you go to village do you know fair and lovely right like the brand yeah there is an entire cult for it like like if you go to rural areas it's like that's in their routine like they take a bath they come they apply fair and lovely they they put yeah. like, like powder and uh, yeah like very absurd uh like color contrast to their skin and the powder plus uh the fair and lovely cream yeah fair and lovely is really i mean makeup per se but it's just it's just capitalizing very directly i mean i know now they changed it to glow and lovely i don't think that necessarily changes anything because it's really just capitalizing on that like indian obsession to be fairer which is so pointless and i can't believe that this many years after british independence hung over on these like colonial standards of beauty but yeah that's what it is and i have also used it when i go back to my native village and like that's it uh but it's just it's just just hydrate your skin you're not doing anything it's it's so pointless yeah yeah like if uh in india the beauty uh i don't know if i can call it revolution like people started putting efforts towards uh making themselves look beautiful was through uh, fair and lovely like that was the uh like that was the way of you becoming beautiful right like one of the like step so le- like like in india that was there but like i uh, there are so many like very absurd like american companies uh who sold beauty in an entirely different level like decades back it's like in india you you should like you will become fair if you use this cream but in america it was more like uh, be a pleasing wife you know like uh, uh, like if your husband comes home then you have to look beautiful so it was sold more on that uh, direction yeah i yeah definitely all these historic ads that you see are more of you know this is what a woman is expected to look like or this is the standard if you are an upper class woman or something like that and i think all of those things are into some degree they, that's kind of what they do now also it's it's a question of you will they might not say the better wife kind of line because they know that won't work but they will definitely still say um you know you can be better full stop and rest of it is implied and like with fair and lovely as well you have your fancier brands who still market skincare products that are claiming to brightening and glowing i mean glow is an actual thing which can be achieved through skincare but i mean the way they use it as just we don't get caught for using whitening or or whatever fairness so we're just going to use these alternative terms which mean the same thing the product is likely the same point is still the same they so it doesn't change anything i think it's just that that's become just one avenue of marketing in skin care and makeup uh, and there are many others there are a lot more um other say like that's not the only thing to pander to because it doesn't work on its own it's just that still happens to appeal to one demographic yeah like you said earlier our indians uh, fascination towards fairer products like it's insane like psychologically when you see people are more attracted towards uh fairer products let's say there is uh, rice originally comes in a way much more like dark color like it's brown but then yeah. people polish it and then make it white rice 
to uh, to to sell it like people are more attracted towards white things they they feel that white rice is more uh, appetizing because it looks good so like like that's yeah. the starting point like from where things come from yeah i think it's one is of course there's that idea you know when things are white they're like squeaky clean uh, quite literal <laughs> notions of cleanliness and the other is it's just our racist conditioning and it's just a dichotomy because here or in countries like india people are trying to become fairer and there's that whole thing but in the west they like really white people want to see people who are like i guess irish levels of pale feeling upset that they're pale and they didn't get enough sunlight or whatever so um it's it's kind of a weird it's it, at some point it's just marketing because us always getting on the other side whatever you don't have we'll tell you that you need to have that and um that's one of the this whole industry that you just have to be aware and be like i i i am making choices kind of ignoring that to some extent yeah and uh, like you said culturally like uh, different cultures have their own definition of beauty like when you go to chinese culture if you go like 100 years back uh what they considered beautiful is entirely different like when you go to afro african countries according to them what beauty is entirely different if you go to fiji fiji like few decades back they considered like women who were who, who had like a certain amount of body fat like who were fat they considered them to be much more healthier and that was their definition of beauty and like we indians like we i think we come from very uh, insecure place about like being ruled from british like white being superior than uh, darker skin tone like probably we come from that point of view i guess yeah and even if just look at the so called popular media notions of beauty even within that tiny spectrum there has been so much change uh, over time for example in the 90s there was something called the heroin chic which is mm, i mean yeah. heroin being like the drug heroin but basically meant that that whole size 0 over was was, po- was super popular then and was seen in the supermodels and stuff like that and then now you have more like uh, uh, the the go is your sort of more curvier hourglass figures and it's considered that that is everything and either way it's unattainable by most and either way it's just pandering to to make you feel insecure and it doesn't really matter because how much in your day to day lives of um i don't know of of i guess if you look at relation and marriages in in each community they all happen according to normal life like they just according to normal standards so that it's a little bit like um it's a little what do you say like abstract and yeah. it shouldn't be taken so seriously and uh i just remember something that you had said about the previous thing about um the obsession with fairness across culture and in fact a lot of darker skinned women in india when it comes to stuff like their bridal makeup let's say which might be the one day that like it's a normal person would wear a lot of makeup is It, you would not foundations in their skin color and this is something that's true mm. across the board even now where it's mo- less uh, they're less available so yeah, i have seen so many times when the bride happens to be uh, of a darker skin color and they're wearing a foundation which is really light for them and it looks bad it looks like you're wearing like sunscreen right yeah. but it's just the idea that oh this is 
chance me this you're going to be photographed so this is a chance for you to look fairer so it, it, it that's not how makeup is supposed to be and that's not how to make this person look pretty or whatever and on like a problem of a mentality but also because of that mentality that you don't have that you don't have as many options in products for darker skin tones and um that is something that needs to change is changing especially because there's a lot of you know movement for um uh, the betterment of black people in the US so a subset of that is that you know people are demanding more it ranges and then that will hopefully trickle down here as well um but yeah and that's just you know another side of things so when you said like that's not how uh, makeup is supposed to be like what do you think is the uh, right way to to make up is that even a word like wha- like what's the <laughs> verb for- the right way to make yourself up <laughs> i don't know either uh i think the right way would be i mean assuming this is just your normal real life application is just to enhance the way you already look mm-hmm. so um you know i think a lot of makeup that focuses on completely changing your face shape or completely modify the way you look can be i mean sure it can be achieved but it doesn't it, i feel like it would look very um like so the biggest things to do would be to just okay i you know you have eyelashes i'm just going to make them look a little more nicer you already have this this is already the color of my skin i'm just going to make my the, the color be more even across the board because sometimes it's not the exact same everywhere on your face stuff like that so just kind of treating it as like a small one up you know i'm just going to wear a little nicer clothes so i look a little better than my you know pajamas it's something like that so that's sort of so what your skin is like uh, what skin issues you have plays a huge role in that because this is always something that they say online which is the better your skin is or like the better condition your skin is then the less makeup you need to sort of, mm. you know balance everything yeah to and i also feel the same way uh, like when you see someone who is uh, who has like absurd amount of makeup on their face like you can literally tell like it's uh, like when you seeing it like it's very distracting like you can't talk to that person with a straight face So yeah I think this in now that you said that there's actually like some disclaimers to add to what I said which is that thing makes sense for I guess most people as sort of just a daily one upping but there are people who choose to wear a dramatic amount of makeup for the statement it's, it's fun yeah it's a statement whatever it may be and I think that's also completely cool mm. and another thing about makeup being able to be seen is that we're used to I guess um like make up the way it's used in film or the way i guess when influencers do transitions and whatever show there it looks flawless or it looks like there is no makeup that's just filters or smoothing or just in fact the low quality camera or whatever it is because you can see makeup you can see the texture mm-hmm. anyone whether they're wearing a light amount or not if you are like 3 feet away from them you can i mean if you are a feet away from them you can see it and that's another notion that's quite bad about the industry where people think that you know um though like i'm not able to get it right but this influencer is or like these people who are good are able to look like that and it's like make if you wearing makeup you can see that you're wearing makeup and that's fine you're supposed to be able to see it and it's 
uh, it's unrealistic to expect that your skin looks mm. like smoothed skin so yeah. yeah i mean that's also one problem but yeah so like you said initially about the heroin chic right so uh, all the beauty brands and the magazines who who hire models uh, to to do modeling for a particular brand like everything was derived from uh, like corporates like like every decision was made by your larger companies entities like they hired models who looked a certain way like they hired a model posing in a certain way to give out a certain uh, to sort uh, to give out a certain statement so they they defined what is trend like they defined what being cool was so like a lot of people just followed the magazine like media driven by corporates but now when you talk about influencers right like now it's so different like it's it's people define what beauty is like due to social media like if hundreds of people uh, consider one thing to be beautiful let's say the hourglass figures or like you know like big booty or like big ass uh, tits like you show it like if that is uh, beautiful then like everybody else believes like that is beautiful like now it's more individual people coming together and defining what beauty is yeah i think beauty standards are definitely like a confluence of many things and the kind of monopoly that these um uh, corporate modeling level decisions had is definitely reducing and you have more of a communal cultural thing but at the same time if you look at it you might say okay now all of these influence supposed to just be influences of their own regard they weren't like hired specifically to look a certain way and yet you have this um now you have this typical instagram baddie look and now you they who are who look a certain way who dress a certain way you know i i can see some i'll be scrolling through a website looking for clothes and i'm like oh that's some of the clothes not real people don't wear something like this and all of in the same way that we were like oh this is heroin chic this is also becoming a thing so i think it's um it's just another different more decentralized system of the same thing and brand find a way to capitalize on that in the same way that they did with with it before that it before it existed so that's one aspect of it but the other on the other hand i also see that because it's not so decentralized you do have more and more creators coming out and you know the the whole aspect of showing things or like saying that like what i spoke about how you will inevitably see texture when you have makeup and so on um for people to come out and show that and express it and there's a side of the whole industry which is also doing that which is also keeping it real and sort of um teaching younger people to not set unrealistic standards because a lot of it is fake and face tuned and all of the things so it's just it's just that it's so decentralized and there are such a huge number of creators that it becomes uh it's kind of like what you end up getting or like where the algorithm leads you or the kind of creators you end up following you're interested in and it's kind of like a make your own path situation yeah. but these are like the overall things that i've noticed um yeah. true yeah plus uh, like people sell uh, demand uh, 
like sells right like if if there is a demand for a certain thing then people make more of that thing so like if you are going uh, and following a lot of models uh, who look a certain way uh, hourglass figures or or whatever it is so then uh, people promote that like that kind of beauty standards more right like it's very uh, like that's the sad part of like the today's generation because previously uh, because previously we were being forced uh, by a certain trend by uh, big big corporates but now we people we are following uh, certain people and we are liking certain form of beauty standards and that is getting toxic like now that's the sad part right like because we are we are a major part in the loop yeah i think it's it's a bit of a what do you say it's more interactive than before definitely because it's not just something being shoved down your throat but ultimately it's like i said it it boils down to which side of things you've been exposed to because for example you have your you know kardashian jenners for example who promote things like skinny fit and um supplements that they clearly can't claim to be using because they use hair extensions most of the time and it would make more sense if they just did hair extensions <laughs> Anyway, so they they do a lot of problematic things regarding body image or even makeup and everything, and but then you have people like uh, Jamila Jamil. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Uh, she's from the Good Place. Anyway, so uh, who talks? Who points out this thing? Who calls people out with like who calls them out to their face or like who basically mentions their name and says this is a problematic thing that they're doing and you know it needs to be called be pointed out that it's fake. So. i think it's just that if you're really young you become you're impressionable to all of it whether it's this side or that side and there's definitely a lot of that happening on tiktok too where well if you if, i don't know if you've noticed this but all of the dances are very sexualized and all of the dances mm. are um set to very sexual songs and they they are often sung by black people which and the trends are often created by black people but these teenage white girls are doing them and it kind of sets the, it sets the thing on the platform is and all of it is just i don't know i can imagine being a 15 or 16 year old being very uncomfortable with the fact that there's all of this all the time on my timeline and and it's just a uh, it, it, it's just hard to sort of get out of that if you have not chanced upon the kind of more mature content you should see ideally uh because that's kind of few and far between in between all the i guess the gunk in a way um so yeah i mean for example there's a creator called Jackie Aina who is one of my favorites and she's a licensed cosmetologist firstly because i it's annoying when people who are <laughs> not trained to be uh but yeah that's one she's been on youtube for over 10 years she's a black woman who advocates for their rights and all of the things and she makes a lot of sense she's entertaining and funny in terms of her personality itself it's not just relying on the makeup skill and um it, you know i don't know how many people are finding her because she herself talks about how the youtube algorithm is unlikely to her, people like her because she's black or like only if you search or you kind of wind up there you might find her which is how i did but by standard you will get the stop white creators who or you will get problematic creators whatever it is so 
it's just about how much you're willing to navigate the internet now to be able to find what you need or how much maybe if you're very young how much guidance you have with someone else leading you or showing you who to follow so uh, that's what's kind of um this thing about it because whether you're whoever you're following you are being marketed to and whoever you're you know wherever you're going you're going to get some marketing it's like you might as well align with the better off the lot sort of a thing yeah so yeah and that's taken me time to like figure out who these people are and i've unfollowed so many like gabu creators so it just <laughs> takes time to kind of get there yeah yeah it makes sense and instagram and youtube algorithm works based on what the user wants to see right like whatever the user wants to see it will show it to them like not needs to see wants to see so like most of them uh, like going by, back to my point that people want to see such shit like people want that form of content like they think that that is more appealing so like instagram and uh, youtube caters to whatever user wants and uh, i think that uh, psychologically there is an evolution part to this too like women are more attracted to men with like broad shoulders and thin waist because that resembles like strength so like if you go for hunting that means that this man is strong enough to take care of me so like because when you look from evolution perspective uh, when like we we all were cavemen like women were more attracted towards like powerful men and strong men to take care of them and their uh, offsprings and men were attracted to women who had wide hips because uh, that hip the, the, the pelvic muscle uh, it the whole point of it to, is to like give birth right like it helps in like giving birth so uh, like men think that that is for being fertile so uh, like evolution perspective like men were more attracted towards like women with like wider hips so yeah like i understand yeah, that part yeah i think part. that's there that don't go away because obviously that's a very like primal aspect of things but like now there's so many more factors and you have um uh, for example if if you're someone who's not gender conforming and if you're non binary or something like that then you're kind of subverting all of those norms and and it doesn't apply anymore and i think that okay sure you might look at this hemsworth and be like wow because of that shape but how much of it are you applying in like real life you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and how much of it like it doesn't or those things of evolutionary stuff doesn't end up going beyond that first yeah thing it might be that okay deep down that's the reason great but it's like there are so many other facts finding beauty or whatever that it it gets superseded by all of these things yeah. or at least it should because it's very stupid if you're still only relying on those things right because that is not up there not even accurate anymore yeah um, you know people get wide hips because they used to do bharatanatyam and now they don't but it doesn't mean anything <laughs> regarding fertility so we know better now so yeah i think uh, like having wider hips and having a, like a big ass is like two different things like like having wider hips i think that every female like most of them uh who have like healthy uh, hormone balance like who are healthy by definition tend to have uh like wider hips like not like very uh, outright like very absurd uh curve but like everybody have like that's how bone is structured right 
but like yeah i mean <laughs> part of puberty is that it widens but i think that's only in comparison to men because that mm. is yeah true. it only happens if they've given birth and stuff like that yeah we have to and uh, we've come a really really far way because our like we our generation we weren't exposed to social media growing up but now like uh, like probably like younger generation who are in their uh, 10 10 12 like 15 in their teen like they are much more exposed to social media than we were so like they have been exposed to this toxic beauty standards at a very early age yeah that's also true because um if you see there are a lot of these posts about how like oh when we were 12 we looked like this and then now 12 year olds look like this and it's just um i guess how things are progressing because even at least i remember for example when i was 16 i went to i had a exchange program and even though we were the same age and we were the same generation who grew up with social media as late as we did they looked a lot older they they at least not just face or something but they just carried themselves to be a lot older and part of that was also how their social situations are they are given a lot more independence when they're older they're i mean when they're younger they're allowed to drive when they're 16 whatever or they're just um you know they late whatever things like that which are which happen more later here happen earlier there and some of that contributes to them growing up sooner or you know at least visually coming across that way changing right i think the speed of that is increasing over time and it will continue to i unless something happens but yeah i don't know i think i think it's fine because some of it is just how the world is going um but it's just that now that we know what social media is capable of there's a lot of um a, a lot of uh, conversation we had uh, where you you can't not you can't sort of deny young people social media but you know having a conversation and having a clear lines of communication between parents or siblings of what, when is a good time to begin or what kind of content they should this thing how much yeah. oversight or how much you don't want to invade their privacy but at the same time how much overview should i give and all of that is a very gray area to navigate um and yeah i think that's going to be a challenge for you know new parents and stuff yeah it's getting very psychologically complex too like it or uh, like our kids like we will have to parent very very differently than our parents did because uh, uh, our parents and then our grandparents when they were growing up like survival shelter food like th- those were priorities to us like we are much more uh, luxury minded like we want peace of mind like we want uh, wholesome experience like we are not behind money because our parents took care of survival things and then like when it comes to our kids uh, we going to have more like psychological uh, challenges than like physical like our generation is the segue right from physical transition to psychological uh, challenges transition so we are like we going to have like very different parenting challenges yeah i mean it's uh that is true for us i think that uh it's kind of like the maslow's hierarchy of needs we are going higher and higher overall but at the same time when you look at the challenges of people who are still in the survival stage it 
it it's all the same when it comes to survival it's only after that that um we are we we start caring about the other things but other topics that matter even outside of where you are in that cycle or in the in the triangle is um the kind of social issues that we have now or the kind of um social responsibility we face or the issues that are going on now the the way we have conversations with our parents and the the kind of um relationship of back and forth of equal uh, give and take you have is a lot different than before where it is a lot more just do what i say and then like go away sort yeah. of uh, were there before so yeah a lot of that is is really dependent on what you are able to do or even how socially conscious you are as a young person to uh you know apply that with your own parents because if you're not able to do it now then you won't be able to do it when yeah. you know you have a kid yeah true and uh the beauty trends and the beauty culture is affected women more than men because uh, uh like i know like i started working out because i was insecure about like how i looked so like i do know like uh, a lot of my friends wanted like more like a chiseled jawline like you want that like more masculine features like you want that deep voice so a lot of my friends developed that insecurity in me but then like now i'm at a very like different place so that's the reason why i started working out but like when it comes to uh, in comparison to women i still see that as a very uh, uh, minute uh, factor because uh, beauty standards like from centuries have been like more difficult to women than men like men they don't have pressure to uh, uh, get a dick implant so like have like a longer dicks or something like we, we don't have that pressure to look sexual right even though a lot yeah. of them are insecure about that but still yeah yeah so i would say that um statistically there are more beauty standards on women simply because of the traditional role that the women was in charge of procreation and offsprings and all of that and the man would work and a lot of and that's been a huge gateway for beauty marketing to be geared towards insecurities because uh, like we were saying you know you need to fix xyz to look a certain standard and that's a in men but at the same time um since um it's becoming sort of uh how do i say it since we're becoming as exposed to as we are it's it's sort of like it's not just about being the prettiest girl in your class it's about being the prettiest girl in the world right because you're competing with instagram and you know every single influencer and you, your your range of comparison is beyond what your human mind should be able to fathom that sort of increases the pressure you are not pressurized by one or two people in your life you are pressurized by everything and that is sort of i guess more scary for the future or even for us now you know for us to navigate and to make peace with and i think it's sort of attributed to finally just finding your agency you know it's one thing for you to like start working out from insecurity but if that was the driving force always or it continued to be then you would you know you would you might have developed an eating disorder or you might have overworked yourself or it might have just not worked and you would have felt real bad and you know 
all of those things and all of which are issues that happen to a lot of people are because of the way you approach them and i think um that's the biggest thing that you need to, that people need to realize because even when it comes to like cosmetic surgery as you mentioned if you really feel insecure about something you have the money to do it safely at like a good place like you know what i mean you know what some shade regulated place and you are clear that you are doing this for your personal satisfaction and all of that and you do it great like it's totally fine you're able to see it as you know you're you're here for x amount of time you want to curate the way you look you want to make your hair red you want to do this you want your nose to look this way you want to have a tattoo do whatever you want some of it comes down to just curation and the amount of options you have for curation it's just that you should never say that um i feel bad because i'm not this way or i was not made this way and that's the problematic side of it whether it's for men or women and i think the fact that more women i mean more men are encouraged to part makeup and the fact that uh, you know when when beauty trends subvert these kind of typical norms um it's it's always exciting and i think that the moment you get out of the headspace that okay i need to contour my nose because i feel like my nose is big like no contour your nose because it looks cool and it's crazy and you can make your <laughs> face look a different shape and um all of those things and it's hard to apply that because even i might you know if i'm if i'm going to an event there is still an expectation that okay to look a certain level of sane and i have to like conceal to some degree or whatever and you will never reach that state of perfection or you will complete like oh you have to love yourself first and body positivity you won't reach that like perfect point but it's just about how much can i unlearn and decondition all this absolutely to, yeah. to be able to make peace with myself and you might find that okay some of the choices i'm making are adhering to those norms and some of those making are subverting them and either way it's okay as long as you know you are at you, you are at peace with your choices and you are um you know making them agency and you're not just going with the flow because the flow is dangerous now because there's so many things flowing in <laughs> yeah you'll never know where this flow would end like you might end up in a very big hole like you'll never know where the flow takes us and uh, yeah. when it comes to plastic surgery right i uh, this is the reason why i don't like people getting like plastic surgery for cosmetic reasons like for like there is that that came into picture for surgical reasons and like uh, so for cosmetic reasons you grow as a person right like most of this is driven from insecurities like you you don't like how this thing looks or you don't like how this thing make you feel but over the period of time you can when you become like more holistic with your life you might get rid of those insecurities but this is more of a permanent thing right like this this is a permanent change determined and derived from insecurity like that's the reason why i don't like like people getting plastic surgeries yeah. i think that's it's true it is driven by insecurity but at the same time it, like you how do i say it like no one is should be expected to find enlightenment regarding this topic so i think that it comes down to if this insecurity can be put to peace then by all means you know why not or like 
then there's nothing stopping you. And some of it might just be, like I said, you just, you just prefer to look a certain way and you can. I think that um, there's sort of a middle line there. And uh, for example, I think when it's a body hair, as much as we might say, okay, it doesn't matter. Women can not have to remove it. It's just convenient to remove it. It's just less of a hassle. I mean, like less of a conversation starter. It's a less, in, it's a less aggressive, or you might just actually visually like how it looks without it being there. So, uh, you know, I think then being told that, oh, you're just insecure. You should embrace your most laser hair removal. That's kind of permanent, right? Uh, but that doesn't get the same kind of demonization that cosmetic surgery does. And um, I think they're very valid. But at the same time, yes, there is a very sort of obsessive culture with cosmetic surgery, especially in places like LA and all of that, where it's sort of expected that you do it. Or people very young do it. You know, a lot of it is something that, okay, you, you want to continue to look a certain way after a certain age makes a bit of a sense. I mean, makes it has some logic to it, at least some procedures. But um, yeah, if you're like 20 and you're getting like veneers and Botox and it's a bit, but I think that, you know, choosing to fix a couple of things is totally fine. I think it's just, yeah, it is. Uh, and not a lot of people have the means. If you can, <laughs> sure. I mean, like, like if you look at, for example, Janvi Kapoor. Okay. So yeah, I think her and she had the, like Shridevi had like a, a wide nose and she got it small and Janvi Kapoor. Obviously, was born with that same wider nose, and then she had it surgically small. I think she looks great with her new nose; it's perfectly fine. And she, I'm she's clearly confident and likes it. And she got into the industry um, after she got it done, and she looks great. What, what's the problem? I don't know. Like it, it, it's in both ways, as long as your choice is not solely driven by the negative one. So. Yeah, I think that there is like different layers to this. Like first layer comes with like you being insecure about uh, your body looking a certain way. And the second thing is meeting the beauty standards set by uh, like the society or like the social media. So uh, a lot of people who are driven by insecurity, let's say my nose looks this way, I want to change this. Or oh, my ears look this way, I want to change it. Uh, so yeah, like that is like okay see now there is now people have an option to get rid of that like back then when there was no option people had no choice but to accept it and move forward with life like now since there is a possibility to get rid of that like your mind cannot stop thinking about that like you'll keep thinking without this my face would look so much better like now it's like yeah. i need to get that yeah no that that's true though you do need to make peace with it um you they are going to get it changed or not um that's it's a it's a very valid factor and i think some of that plays into the way even you know skincare where there's a medical and health side to it but now that you have a sort of cosmetic standard of where you can take it or like the kind of extent to which you can go with it it's like, oh, unless I'm doing all of those things, I'm not living up to a standard. You know, I'm saying basically it doesn't have, even have to apply to some extreme, like the number of people who get cosmetic surgery are small or are able to get it at all. And that's a sort of extreme answer to certain things. But even at a non, not that deep level, it happens a lot. And um, I think that's a more 
at least addressable issue. And in the same way that all technology improves, even cosmetic surgery, medical technology, or what they're able to do safely, what they're able to do reversibly, everything will change and improve and get better. It's always good to have uh, more choice and more agency over it. But um, it's these more subtle things that I think make a more uh, difference because uh, cosmetic surgery is still an outlier. It's still something that we associate with you know, celebrities doing. Um, but uh, when it uh, beauty and fashion and skincare, that's something that we are actively engaging with our whole lives all the time. And that makes, I think, more of a... Yeah. I've never heard my sister's generation or my parents' generation talk about, like, I've never heard my sister uh, say I need to get this uh, plastic surgery or just like talk about that, like you getting or not is a second thing, but just talk about that. I've never heard that. But then I've heard a lot of my friends, like our generation talk about, uh, I want to get a plastic surgery. Like even though they can't afford it, like there is still a want to get that. So like, yeah, yeah, like this possibility. Yeah, I've had conversations like, like that. And it's just, yeah, once you know, it, but I think that's like normal. Yeah, you, I want to go to space. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's those kind of conversations are gonna happen, you know. We we we're exposed to a world of like Lamborghinis and everything, so we're like gonna say, yeah, I want a supercar. I want to live like Kylie Jenner because we know she lives like that, and you know that exists, as opposed to before where you know your standards are, you know, I want to Rajkumar maybe when he was like the gold standard of the fanciest person ever. So it changes, I think, based on what much you're exposed to. Yeah. I think that plastic surgery is like getting a tattoo. Like once you get it, like you will definitely get like the second one or the third one because uh, like beauty science keeps changing, right? Like, so when you look at uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a left turn here. Like when you look at porn, right? Like they have statistics and they have data showing what do men prefer the most. Like they have actual data and they have tags. So a lot of yeah. porn stars are being like, pushed in that direction let's say they are pushed to get a bigger boobs because a lot of uh like tags there is a popularity for that and then a lot mm. of them get like a big boobs and then now a lot of men prefer like petite women and then like the trend is towards that and then like so a lot of them are being like pushed in that direction so it's like uh like the demand keeps changing and if you keep catering to the demand like you will have to keep changing like now uh, let's say if the heroin chic trend and comes back a lot of people will get that and and kim kardashians will be out of trend then but i think it was always i think at least sexually or whatever there's a mark everything and i think even when you look at it it's like okay the the same porn star who was catering to the the big boob trend is not caters to this they're going to be two different women it's just that they're both there and i think that applies to um that applies to things as well where it's like okay this is where i fit if you're naturally a super skinny person and you're very like you know what do you say like stick figure like you you do not hold a candle to the sorry to the hourglass side of things it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense so you might try to fit into the kind other skinny pretty models versus if you are more hourglassy to begin with you might lean towards your kardashian-esque beauty either way it's unattainable either way there's a lot of problems 
there's always going to be a range and um another thing like you were saying about like plastic surgery being permanent and like a tattoo not all of them are permanent though okay i think that's another thing that's changing where you have your like your botox and stuff like legit fades your fillers come down in a few weeks there are some things that are a bit more permanent that need upkeep you can get them removed um if it's implants and stuff like that so i think there's a there's a range when it comes to cosmetic procedures yeah like even choosing that degree of permanence or not choosing is also a bit more of a um, you know it's like a safety valve of how much are you for more of a trials and then you can kind of go back and forth yeah. so and that also shows how much maintenance is required so it's also you know how much to curate yourself because even tattoos fade even they need like fixing if you go through weight fluctuations right so any kind of curation requires a degree of maintenance whether you know you color your hair you have to maintain it you have to re-dye it everything so um it's just how much do you want to change enough to like how much will you continue caring yeah is the point yeah and i uh, and i don't think a lot of people uh, know how much this is affecting us because i don't have a lot of followers on social media but i still uh, like if i at certain points i still feel pressure to be in a certain way let's say so now i uh, because i was more insecure about like how my body used to look like now i'm much more like like i've accepted like i'm much more like positive now so i post it on social media like me working out or something uh, but at sometimes i feel like the, if i let it i like that could develop a sort of pressure you know to look that way throughout like let's say if i have a pretty awesome physique now and if i post it on social media there is a somewhat mental pressure that comes to stay like that way because like now you've shown people that this is how you look you know now people call that you're cool because you look that way like that that develops a pressure you know what i mean yeah yeah that's definitely true i think even um uh if i post thing uh, i i might be inspired to just experiment at home for fun but i'll be like oh but like my hair doesn't look good right now so if i take a picture that it won't look as good as the other pictures and it's just it's so stupid it's like you just want to have fun like do it but mm. um it starts once you once you get into it then you start thinking about all these factors because there was a when i used to do makeup before posting it i just do it for fun and my <laughs> sometimes i don't even do that i just like do it for fun and then wash it off and and that's that but um yeah the more you get into it the more it um it it things start adding up i think uh even for your podcast example you might say okay now that like you know my podcast is taken off so i need to get a good backdrop i need to get a different mic i need to get this filming equipment and you just adds on and add, adds on until you know you're yourself to a higher standard because now they they expect this from you and i think to some degree okay with something like a podcast or a professional avenue that's kind of ex- like expect but uh, when it happens with your personal this thing it's um it's 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 not good you might you know because i i think there is all of you know hey i just had a great time with them we all went out and i just want to share it like you know you're just coming at it with a like a fun perspective but oh i didn't get any good pictures or like i mean like you took pictures but like everyone doesn't look good in it or something like that and you set yourself up to these kind of false higher standards yeah and then 
and then very funnily you have to adjust to that so they'll have a main account and a finsta or whatever where you know that oh, this is where i can post the trashy photos and only some 50 people follow me and then the main one is post the nice photos and we just want to share stuff so we're just finding different ways to um adjust it or you might say okay i can put like the okay okay ones on stories but if i'm going to post it then a little better and they're all arbitrary rules they're just social rules that we've made up or we've decided are okay and yeah when you start analyzing it all looks like a little bit stupid yeah. but uh, that's just where we've ended up so like you said right like when you when your hair looks a certain way when you dyed it let's say pink or green you do that like you you just color your hair like Yeah. randomly right so yeah like you said like i like my hair it doesn't look good today I, and and like you created a certain pressure like in your head that like you know i need to look a certain way but then interestingly you told me that you say things to yourself right like you talk to yourself saying no like like don't think too much or like don't put so much pressure like you're doing this for, for like for fun like just post post it i think like that is important like every time i feel uh, a certain thought like a negative thought that comes from social media i send like a lot of other uh, thoughts back to my head L- like i talk things out loud saying like no like this is not how it's supposed to be you know i'm doing this for this so i i establish same thoughts and then i like like that develops like same relationship with that particular thing so yeah yeah it makes yeah, so much sense it it's so weird because we have to keep i at least this happens to me a lot where i'm like okay being 22 on social media is actually a little bit old in the sense <laughs> that you have a lot of like 15 year olds right so you think oh i've been on this for a while and i'm only able to say this because i can see through it and you know the fact that a lot of people are not like that or a lot of people are new to it it's just yeah that just makes the whole thing very daunting i think that like what happens is for example with the hair thing if it was someone who was like putting that kind of pressure on themselves wants to either okay because i want to do makeup and share it now the standard is my hair always has to look good what does that mean i have to use more products i have your hair straight no whatever it is and then there's that avenue of that thing that basic marketing that you fall trap that you fall into like that trap of like being insecure about it and the other end is you either um, you you are surrounded by other people like that so you you even if you post it ignoring the fact that your hair doesn't look good you will get bullied for it whatever whatever you know it goes down that avenue of insecure of breeding that insecurity further or it goes to a point where um uh you become oh is my internet fine yeah you become uh, conscious and you say okay now um when my hair looks good i'm going to do my makeup and you're sort of like cutting your creativity down and you when all of these external conditions are fine i'm going to deliver and i feel like that in again a professional setting might be a clever thing to do you know when i'm xyz situation i might as well capitalize on it and get my work down fine um but when it comes to a personal life or just sharing and being creative um it can really affect young people and and we can feel the effects of it so strongly even if we are old enough to be like okay be quiet but um yeah it's just it's it's younger people that i'm more scared for i mean they're at the same time so intelligent because they're being exposed to things like 40 times faster and more than we are um but uh, yeah 
kind of scary yeah uh i think that this is what i have figured out for myself i don't know if this applies to you uh like when we start representing ourselves a certain way like when we want people to see us a certain way i think like that's where the pressure comes so now let's say like fitness is a like major major part of my life right now and i and a, a lot of people think that i'm cool because like now i look a certain way so then i want to be represented by this right like i want to be represented by this dude like who looks good or let's say like now i have like long hair and then like now when i go out like a lot of people see like i i get attention because like i have long hair and then like now if i start representing myself by this long hair it's like so this is me and then i am someone with long hair and who loves fitness so if i start like keep these two, two things in the upfront and if i start representing myself by these two uh that's when like the pressure kicks in to look that way like throughout the social media do you feel that too like do you yeah, want to I be represented so by to curate yourself yeah sorry what Do you, do you want, want to be represented, to be represented by? by like your makeup and hair because like that's what your Instagram page is right like you have an Instagram page dedicated for that yeah. so do you want people to uh, like see you from that perspective like do you want to be noticed uh, I I don't know if noticed is the right word but you you get what mm. I mean right yeah I I got I got your yeah I think um yeah it's just that everyone. has stuff like that and some of it will be in real life whereas you might be oh i'm the friend who xyz right and some of it is sort of like it stays within your social circle on social media it's so easy to curate yourself you know you just have to stick to a theme post which is like this yada yada and i think um i also enjoy some of that curation as a creative task but at the same time it's very easy to just become that one thing which is why i have so many accounts right i have a makeup and uh, hair or whatever skin care account because uh, that's one facet of myself that i want to freely express without it coming across as superficial but then on lightning and see it wouldn't make too much sense or it would come across as superficial because there i'm talking about emotions or whatever i'm going through in abstract form or it's photography and then it's his sweet where it's just fun and friendship and then lola the cloud where it's just nice dog stuff so it's just it sounds crazy it's like why would you make that all of these facets that i want to curate and that i want to express myself so i'm just going to split them up but if you look at like a lot of i guess some of these like in in content creators i follow who are not necessarily only uh makeup or only comedy or something like that they they do everything on that one profile they they sometimes talk about deep stuff sometimes they they make jokes sometimes they have posts and you know brand deals and those are the kind of accounts that are best because then you're getting a lot more of a full fledged a person and i think that even if you backtrack to the way like youtube balls where people when you people initially used to do vlogs and just do fun things like people like jana marbles and stuff like that it was just you were just hanging out with a friend who was like person and it wasn't overtly dependent on these one or two factors of you know hair makeup and all so it's just it's hard and you're not uh, at the same time you know how people always saying oh you know people's instagrams and their their social media is just a highlight reel that's not what really going on and that's true but at the same time you posting on social media are not what do you say you don't owe anyone to share 
any aspect of your life that you don't want to you know you might say that this is a private hobby and this is a hobby i want to talk about and that's fine so it's a bit of um just knowing that you are you are you know following yeah. something that's one asset or one aspect of someone yeah so true and sometimes as long as you're having fun with it it's fine and i think that if i like uh if i change the thing and if i say oh i'm no longer into makeup or i just want the page to be about like i don't know hair or something i become a professional hairstylist fine i'll do that to the page like who cares i think taking it not as serious like that important because otherwise then yeah you get sucked into all of the bad things that we've spoken about yeah sometimes i feel like i might end up developing insecurities for someone else because uh like in lockdown i didn't have anything else to do and then coincidentally i stumbled upon a lot of like fitness related content and then i gained a lot of knowledge by listening to uh, like reading articles or like reading books or like re- listening to fitness podcasts so i was exposed to uh, like coincidentally during the lockdown so in the lockdown was when like i majorly focused on it so when i posted like my fitness thing on uh, instagram i i remember someone telling uh, like talking out of context that a lot of people are doing so many things in the lockdown and i'm not doing anything else so uh, like i started wondering like did i uh, have a hand in developing insecurity uh, insecurities in someone mm-hmm. else like do you ever wonder that because you have a like instagram page for like makeup and your skin looks like really good so uh, like when you post uh, stuff on instagram do you ever wonder if like you end up developing insecurities to someone else mm, no i think that's like not a great way to think about it because mm. you know how when we are like oh i have i'm sad about this or i'm upset about this or something and your parents are like oh back in our day we used to not feel sad about yeah. such things it or 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 when people say you have it worse right it there's no finite amount of sadness right if you feel sad about this you're allowed to feel sad about it mm. in the same way if 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 you want to talk about this or you want to share a skill you're allowed to i think in the same way that um, i don't know we we put up our design projects on behance like my project shouldn't if if it's making someone else insecure that's on them to to do that right uh i'm just putting it in a professional context because we don't think about it then yeah. and i think it's the same thing it's cool. just um i and i think the only time that it would come be a problem like that is if that's how you're putting it you know you put a photo of your fitness progress and if your caption is um, this is how you're supposed to spend quarantine if you've been wasting your time like do that you know this is what the, you know what i mean a lot yeah. of people do that like there are a lot their their idea of motivation is to make you feel Very bad aggressive, yeah. and yeah and then you're like that's on you yeah, and and too. that's why i was mentioning the whole kardashian marketing thing because they they claim that this thing made them look good which is not true and then you use it and you don't and that breeds insecurity so as long as it's not like that you know and i, I and a lot of people do message me and say like oh you know uh boost and i'm very happy to to share it i'm not being like I'm not gatekeeping it and being like oh like you know a secret because it makes my skin look good some nonsense when you behave that way then you are but yeah. otherwise it's fine yeah it's i think so too thing. so that's why yeah. i take like special efforts in mentioning like recently i put 
my like shortlist pick like like i edited it so because like that's the whole point right like i wanted that picture to look good and then i mentioned like you know like my body doesn't look like this all the time like when you work out you get this pump and then that pump deflates after a point so i made sure yeah. that i mentioned that this is not how i look like all the time like i thought this is my way of contributing in a weird way i i mean yeah like it's it's 95% like how people take it but yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's uh, even with skin care like i was saying it's me i used to have flaky disgusting skin. i mentioned that it's like it's because i i didn't like that and i like took so much trial and error to like use some one million things and figure out what works for me it's like all that happened it's not um and or it was just genetics whatever it is you know it's important to acknowledge what it was that did it you know in the yeah. same way that you say that okay yeah i did a whole degree on this of course i know this field and that's why you don't because you didn't do the degree it's literally like that you know yeah yeah true and uh, i i also feel that uh, the self love is also becoming very toxic like <laughs> like this is the other end of the spectrum it's like like if one end is being like insecure that needs a lot of like motivation and self love there is other side which promotes toxic behaviors in the name of self love so uh, yeah 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 like there's so many like plus size models who promote like body positivity right good like accept who you are but that doesn't mean that you're healthy like uh <laughs> in order to like put it in a very like non offensive way uh self love is not you eating junk like let's say if you love yourself you want yourself to be healthy right like let's say you have a kid like if if your kid likes uh candies you won't give candies to your kid all the time right like that like even though you say no to him sometimes that doesn't mean that you don't love that kid it means that you love him enough to say no so now a lot of plusers models are like oh i eat like so so much junk like oh i love myself but like that is creating like this there is a obesity epidemic right like in america like so many people are obese and then like turning that into a positive thing i don't see what what we are going to get out of that okay so i have a lot to say <laughs> so one is that i think the whole the whole body positivity and self love movement has a lot of nuanced purpose one is to fight against this idea that any person based on their size should be like hated on or should be like uh shamed for the way they look and in the same way that for example if there's someone who's a cancer patient and because of that they don't have hair and stuff like that you don't shame them it has nothing to do with health at all it's just that's how they fine and it, i mean that's a bit of an aggressive example but it kind of just sets the tone for um for how things should be perceived so it's just we're being positive towards all bodies and they all look fine whether you're super fit or doesn't matter um that's one second i think about uh self and, and a lot of lot of body positivity is also opposing you know diet culture where you know they're super you know basically demonizing you for not eating a salad kind of attitude which came from that heroin chic chic culture so it's to say that you know uh, if you're a fat person and you're like caught eating junk oh my god you know it's uh, this is the source of the crime kind of behavior and it's to oppose that 
and with self love as well it's sort of again it's opposing that obsessive hustle oh yeah I, i'm on the grind i don't i sleep for only 3 hours i do this and it's like for what it's like psychotic and you're not taking care of yourself in the process of you're burning out what so it's okay you know order food relax it's that it's that conversation you have with a person it's you know pamper yourself for a moment but the problem with anything idea is that things are taken out of context a b it's very hard to give context because the medium is becoming shorter and shorter right how much can i in a 30 second reel you know and how much can i even say in a 15 minute youtube video i you might need to watch two hours of content to fully process all of the aspects and i think that is the problem where people are taking body positivity to say oh so i can eat junk food all the time and that's good like yeah you can eat junk food all the time but it's all we're saying is when you see you see thin people who would be smoking drinking eating junk whatever living crazy unhealthy life but they don't put on weight and they're nobody says anything but then one bad thing a fat person does and it's like oh my god they're so unhealthy and they're promoting like fatness nobody is but it's just it's it comes across that way because it's very hard to like take nuance on social media it and and the same applies to self love it's not saying that you will love yourself if you put on a face mask or something or if you if you chose to unwind one day it's simply saying that you should pause and take turn, take turns to like calm down and that's why now people are because in you know in the same way that the word feminism is misunderstood and people are like oh i'm not feminist and it, it's like that's bullshit and similarly people are coming up with a new term which is body neutrality and they're saying that okay when body positivity body posit- body positivity is talking <laughs> about loving our bodies or being accepting of them irrespective of size but body neutrality is going to say that your body just doesn't matter in the sense with respect to like you know your uh people are treated and their respect right someone's body should not matter which makes sense you don't uh you don't uh, if you're not supposed to insult people or dismiss them or treat them differently uh then that means that that the body is simply not a factor it's based on the mind so that's where it's going now and those things are very nuanced very legitimate and necessary concepts because i feel like if i hadn't found them then i i i would be worse for it yeah. so starting to find such things and and that these concepts exist it's just so hard to sort of um you know like convey it and i think more than body positivity you have this culture of mukbangs where they eat like a ridiculous amount of food on camera that should be questioned or that should be this thing because they're using eating an unhealthy amount of food clickbait or to gain views which is the same as maybe a channel that relies on getting drunk to get views or something like that right either way not good health True. so that that's the problem i think it's yeah plus uh let me give you context to like where i come from like it's it's like it's okay to be fat like in the sense you have to accept it but that's not like the ideal healthy like i'm talking in terms of health uh plus when when adele lost like so much weight like the singer adele 
is that how you call like am i pronouncing yeah. the name right yeah so when she lost like so much weight people were shitting all over her like on the post like when you look at her post like like people were like dropping very negative comments and there is this plus size model when she wanted to lose weight a lot of her followers like stopped following her and then they they started giving like shitty comments over that particular post because people people are lazy okay like first point like like whoever is putting all the negative comments out there and they don't want to put efforts to become healthy and then they feel comfortable by looking at people who promote like that form of like extreme uh, end let's say like being plus a like who are like very promoting to be that like people wants to follow that so that they'll feel good about themselves yeah i think that see if you're looking at a plus size models page who is like saying oh i love my body i love the way it is i'm fine with the way it is that's something that they've made it you in the same way that you're asking oh what if i post this and i give them insecurity if you look at that and you find comfort in that behavior that's on you because it's for example like it's similar to how for example trump becoming president and saying the kind of things he did made a racist person in america comfortable to say the to say whatever or do whatever right like more so than in the obama administration so it it's kind of like that and i think it's it's like saying for example um any person their health might not be a plus means right like i don't know for example your skin might like be super crusty or you might have like whatever um what of spots i don't know random stuff like that acne but you you say okay i have a lot going on right now losing it losing weight or getting rid of my acne or whatever other medical issue that is also a cosmetic issue is not a priority for me right now that's fine i think that's again it's the same time yeah if you're someone who is plus size and you like made peace with it and then you're saying okay yeah but i'm also going to now i'm going to work out now i'm going to become thin and i mean whatever become healthy and this is my focus that's also fine but it's it's how we were talking about for example in with the whole cosmetic surgery and all of that side we're saying sometimes you will find that you are following the norm that's also okay and sometimes you're subverting it and that's also okay the problem is these people leaving the comments but i think those kind of people are going to whatever you do if a skinny person becomes fat if a fat person becomes skinny they're go- they're going to they're going to do it either way and um like what you shared on your story earlier which is irrespective of what size that person was they they would say what they want to and i think that borders the line between how much of this is a medical thing how much this is a um is a is a is a is a cosmetic thing because when you have people let's say take someone who's morbidly obese a gray area it's they are very much unhealthy but if they are on social media saying i am at peace with this with myself it's purely emotional it's purely saying i'm not going to demonize myself for how i am right now but It, it it might look like oh you're advocating for bad health but it takes a lot of courage for that person to even say that given how they look so i think people take it and it's it, no amount of giving disclaimers or saying that's not what you mean that you know and i feel like if um if anything if you're a fat person who's looking at all this content and you feel at peace with it it's purely more of an emotional thing or that okay i i exist like this now i can't do anything about it right now like i can't magically like take it off like a t-shirt so i might as well live with peace in the same way that i might live with a nose or whatever else that looks odd 
It's just that this one is, one is fixable without a medical intervention or I mean, without a procedure. Like it's just about how you approach it. And cause some people that's not a priority, right? There are, if you, if you, someone who smokes may just not be a priority, it's, it's not healthy. You should not do it. And all of those things are true, but it's like, if them existing is bothering you, then it's like, what can you do about it? This is another person who just yeah. chooses to exist this way. That's one. And another thing is that BMI, which is often used as a whatever metric of all this, a lot is being researched very about subjective. how it's kind of, yeah, yeah. it's very ineffective on an individual level. And it's been, it's better used as like a general marker of health across populations. And even then it was only used on like, it was tested on white men. So it's like, it's not very well translated across cultures. And it needs to be a bit more, there needs to be more comprehensive markers of health. Yeah. So all of that is so much nuance that social media will not accept. So, or it won't work basically. So yeah, yeah all of those things. I think that applies to even skincare. I think, okay, sure. You, you know, you have, uh, let's say some kind of acne issue. You go to a dermatologist, you have appointments, whatever you're treating it like a issue, all good and fine. But beyond that, there is a lot of which you can, you can, uh, work on yourself and I see it working on myself or bettering my skin and you might see working out that way where you know I'm trying to improve myself and reach a better goal but I don't feel that and you may not feel that way about skincare but that doesn't change the way that we should be treated or doesn't that doesn't change the way that we should be able to flaunt either of those things so I think it's just hard to convey that yeah, to true. everyone but yeah, the hate comments is like, that's bullshit. Like those kind of people, everything, whether she lost weight or not, you know? Yeah. Like those are the, like the most toxic kind of people. And even you have like so many toxic people in your friends who just like pass comments, like, uh, let's say you wore something and then you're really happy about that. And your friend just like trashes it. And then that, that actually affects you. So that's why I, I believe that we need to like kick all the toxic people away if that is being like really toxic because like you're growing even they are growing like you are not helping them grow in any way and they are suffering and then they are not helping you grow in any way so like coming back to that point about like like feeling positive like this also plays a really really vital role and the second point is uh, like a lot of people don't understand like the importance of hormones, right? Like because when you say being healthy, a lot of bodybuilders, like they use like steroids, they might look healthy, but their testosterone is so low, like they're not healthy at all. And then their relationship with food is not at all healthy. So like by definition, even though they might look good, it's not healthy. So if we start using the health metric to anything, we will have a better uh, outlook on life so like like hormones uh like if you have a vitamin deficiency or if there is a hormonal imbalance you will have like hair loss or acne or skin problem look anything that like the derived like it is derived from hormonal imbalances or like a certain vitamin deficiency so if you if you uh if you get your hormone levels balanced or like if you put put in efforts with respect to how to get that back normal like that is moving in the health direction right like not like more than uh, a, 
my sister sometimes she uses like skin products if she if, like if she has a certain like skin problem or like if she's losing hair and and i say that it's not about the hair like think about like what's happening inside like like when you or uh, health is like more yeah. than what happens inside right yeah for sure I, i especially when you see a lot of videos of saying oh i did this one all of my problems um it's it's often like are you taking into consideration genetics are you taking into consideration health and diet and sleep and water and all of those play an underlying role and everything else is like okay if all of that is fine on top of that you want to do something more or you want to solve a very specific external issue so yeah that applies across the board with with skincare as well it's just um i think it's it's harder pill to swallow because um it's not as marketable it's not as it doesn't make for a fun clickbaity title but ultimately that's very true and i think even when you are talking about toxic people it's it's all about applying different standards you know for example if you're an athlete you know you you are going to practice and therefore getting that much amount of physical activity every day you are a house that eats non vegetarian food so by nature you're getting a ton of protein your uh, and let's say you're a guy okay so your life is on an entirely different track so if you take those metrics and you use it to like if you're saying ha see i'm able to do this why aren't i'm like i have a sedentary job i am like my whole life situation is different how can you translate those right yeah. it it's like that so that's another problem where it becomes sort of i wouldn't say toxic but sort of inaccurate is if you're applying incorrectly it needs to be your like your own standards yourself and your own indications of health over time as opposed to comparing it to anyone else yeah yeah i think that we are definitely going to see change like me having this outlook gives me hope that like even you having this outlook towards social media and life gives me hope that if we could have this then a lot of people like will definitely uh, have this realization if they if they use the right metric to evaluate anything so yeah yeah like i think this is such a like good note to end the podcast uh, because uh, like it, it it's actually really fascinating to have like this type of conversation with someone like you because like we come from the same age group more or less we have the same context and but still yeah. like yeah like having a different perspective towards life is very interesting yeah for sure and this is a topic has so many like small small topics that are huge in themselves so yeah definitely yeah thank you so much for 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 doing this i had so much fun thank you yeah i was just uh, yeah i mean i just get to chat and hang out and that's a podcast like like <laughs> This podcast is now recorded on video as well as audio. You can find the video version on YouTube and you can find the audio versions on Spotify, Jio Savan and Gana. A Sankarshan Joshi trip.